Good evening and welcome to NUFC Matters with me, Steve Wraith. This is a pre-recorded show as I am away today filming on my new film, The Hundreds of Auschwitz, uh, which uh, will be out next year. So uh, keep your eyes peeled for that. But this is a special edition of NUFC Matters Dream Team and I'm delighted to say I'm joined by Joe Walker, Toon Tipster. How are you, mate? Evening, mate. It's nice to be on without getting overshadowed by Patterson. Great. Yeah, I, I bet. I 100%. <laughs> well, NUFC uh, Matters Dream Team is a series which we've done uh, since we started out. And uh, it's always something we like to get people who are on the show to, to talk about their, their dream team. And uh, you get a chance to pick a team, pick the formation. Uh, you have your substitutes and you have your manager. And uh, we just sit and, and I guess reminisce. Uh, and uh, you put your team out there, and uh, we see what see what uh, players have made an impression on you as a Newcastle United supporter. So, without further ado, mate, uh, let's start with your goalkeeper. Yeah, straight in. Um, there could only be one, Steve, really, um, and that had to be Shea Given. Um, he's the best that I've seen at, at Newcastle, albeit, and I had a bit of bit of to do with my father this afternoon because I was actually thinking of Steve Harper in terms of um, what he did for the club, how he never let us down, how he was just there, dependable, reliable. I don't mind Martin Dubravka. Um, I thought Tim Krull at, at times was absolutely unplayable for a season or two. But to be honest, mate, I mean, over 350 games over 12 years for Newcastle, it's got to be Shea Given. Um, he was always there. He was part of the furniture. I was actually really, really disappointed um, when he left the club because I thought he had a little bit more left in him. Um, but I think for me, Steve, growing up, you know, I was used to people like Tommy Wright. I was a massive fan of Tommy Wright. Um, I had high hopes of Dave Besant in that very ill-fated uh, season at the end of the 80s. Um but I think Shea Given actually was the first time that I thought, you know what, Cernicek was good, Shaka Hislop was reasonable, but this fellow was the real deal. So it had to be Shea Given for me. Yeah, I've got no uh, no doubt that, you know, you've seen most of the shows and a lot of people have picked Shea Given. Um, you know, it, and it's no surprise, great servant of the club. Um, he was gutted to leave. Uh, obviously, I remember yeah. that horrendous uh, defeat we had at Liverpool at, uh, against Liverpool at St James's Park, and I think that was the the straw that broke the camel's back in that season for for Shane. He, he left with a heavy heart, but yeah, great servant yeah. of the club, and no surprise to Fantastic, see him yeah. as your goalkeeper. So, what formation have you gone for? Well, this was the thing that caused me the most trouble, to be honest. Um, it's well well documented that I'm from Middlesbrough, Steve, and the temptation was that um, growing up as a teenager. I was really fortunate that I grew up through the entertainers, so I never got any stick at school because we were the best team in England, bar and one. Um, so for me, I was thinking, Christ, how do I do this? Do I go with Kevin's 4-4-2? Do I try and be a bit clever and fit people in? At one stage, I had one at the back and 10 up front. I just thought, why not go for it? We've had some tremendous centre-forwards. But... I've stuck with my roots and I've gone 4-4-2, so you won't get any of this changing halfway through to five at the back nonsense. Let's go 4-4-2. Good stuff, OK, then. Who's your right back? Right, well, this was an interesting one. Um, my brain instantly went to Warren Barton. I loved Warren Barton. Um, I, I, I love the fact that we were signing players for millions of pounds all of a sudden, and to think that Newcastle had a £4 million right back was absolutely fantastic. Um, I had high hopes of Stephen Carr, although I think he flattered to deceive at times. Um, Debussy had a great season. Daryl Yanmat had a great season. But when you're talking about a dream team, there was only one fella for me, a fella that gave absolutely 110% every single time he pulled that shirt on, and that was Barry Venison. Um, I had to put him in the team. I was tinkering whether to put him in the centre of midfield or not, because I know he played a couple of games for us there. But this was Liverpool's right back. Um, and to think of that great Liverpool side of the late 80s, um, one of their players coming to Newcastle, I thought he was fantastic, Steve. He wore his hat on his sleeve. Uh, you know, he'd tackle a brick wall if he had to. And this was the start of me thinking, do you know what? Keegan's going to do something to you, lads like this. So all day long, Barry Venison. Yeah, cracking player. Uh, he has been on our show before in the past. 
Uh, we did a cracking yeah. interview with him during lockdown. If you want to hear that, uh, check back on the uh, uh, former 90s players playlist and you will be able to hear the interview with Barry Venison. Okay, uh, let's... I wanted uh, to just, sorry, Steve, just oh. on that, I wanted to give a shout out to Steve Watson as well. Um, mm. Just because, again, you know, growing up with that side, Stevie Watson was always, again, Mr. Dependable, whether he was right back, left back, goalkeeper, centre forward, you know, wherever he was going to play. And I thought, do you put him in just for that audacious throwing that he took? Do you remember when he did that kind yeah. of somersault throwing on the, on the byline? Um, so, yeah, Steve Watson was another name that I wanted to put in there, but Venison got the nod. Yeah, again, I mean, he was another, you know, stalwart of that entertainer's team. And he was Mr. Versatility, wasn't he? He could play anywhere, yes. Steve Watson. But yeah. uh, that threw in. And, and the fact that he's one of the youngest players, I think he made his debut at 16 and however many days 16, yeah. Yeah, yeah, fantastic, yeah. fantastic era, fantastic times. And as my dad calls it, the blip. Yeah, you were right, Dad. <laughs> def definitely right. Okay, let's go uh, centre-halves, mate. Uh, who's your first centre-half then today? Well, the first person that sprang to mind um, was a person that I've actually shared a football pitch with quite a few times. Unfortunately, not in the Premier League. I'm going back to when we were under 10s and, and, and under 9s. Uh, was Jonathan Woodgate, obviously Middlesbrough lad. Tremendous Rolls-Royce footballer. Um, yeah. I thought I thought Woody was absolutely top of his game. Unfortunately, though, Steve, I'm not going to put him in the side simply because I don't think he played enough for Newcastle. Obviously, he was ravaged by injuries. And I know people have said he's the best we've ever had. He's the man that needs to go in the side. But for me, he didn't do enough to get into my, um, into my dream team. So I'm going to go with someone who, when Keegan come back for his second um, spell at the club, we signed an Argentinian for £10 million. And you're thinking, hey, Kevin's back now. Here we go. Uh, he's the big signings. And it's Fabrizio Colaccini. Um, controversially, I, I guess, I, I don't think he was ever particularly the most gifted footballer. Um, he took a little bit of time to kind of get used to the pace in England, I think. I don't think he, 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 he hit the ground running under any circumstances. But what a fella. Anybody with a haircut like that. I mean, it, it could be a young Steve Hastie there, couldn't it? Um, <laughs> he, he, he was just outstanding, Steve. Absolutely outstanding. And I think he was he, he stuck with Newcastle. It was great to see him play in that championship side and be an integral part of Chris Hooten's setup. Um, and I just thought the guy was great. He had the best chant we've ever had, which obviously I'll, I'm, I'm not able to repeat on here. Um, but I just thought he was tremendous, Steve, and, and I can't pick a back four without Colaccini being in there, to be honest. You can't let that story go, though. Uh, Jonathan Woodgate, how did you share a pitch with him? Uh, well, he played for Martin, um, and I used to play for Cleveland Juniors. So, um, yeah, we were both centre-backs. Um, I was actually... Far better than him, and, and no one round here would deny that. Unfortunately, though, he made it, and, and I discovered Benson and Edges and, and, and girlfriends. So, um, you know, but I get to be on NUFC matters, so who's the loser ultimately? Um, <laughs> so, yeah, just through local football with a, with the same age, Steve. Um, we resided in a similar part of Middlesbrough. Um, and yeah, I, you always just remembered this kid whenever you played, you know, you could tell he, he was going to go all the way. And I think Woody would have, Woody would have gone on. I know at the time we had the John Terry's of this world and the Rio Ferdinand's, but I'll stick my neck on the line and say this kid was actually better. Um, he was a tremendous footballer. I just wish we'd seen more of him at Newcastle. Um, and I know Bobby Robson was desperate to get hold of him, and I know it was difficult to let him go. Um, looking back, um, and particularly after his debut for Real Madrid, I'm guessing that it was the right thing to do. Um, uh, you know, unfortunately for Woody, injuries injuries continued, but this lad could have been the best that there was, Steve, honestly. Um, and that was that was the case from, from when we were little. So, yeah, he was the second best centre-half to come out of Middlesbrough. Fantastic. Great memory, that. And, uh, yeah, listen, I, I agree. I agree with your sentiments 100%. I mean, Woodgate was one of the best centre-halves that I saw at Newcastle, but the injuries, unfortunately, yeah. uh, curtailed his, um, you know, the, the games that he played and uh, we didn't see the best of him. But, uh, yeah, yeah, great shout. And, yeah, uh, on to your next centre-half. Who's going to pair uh, alongside Colagini? Well, well, there was absolutely no doubt about this. And actually, this guy was 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 the first centre-half that, that went down on my team sheet. Um, because for the first time ever, as someone, as a kid, I mean, I obviously never played to any level, Steve, but for the first time ever, 
I'd seen a centre-half who could play football. Um, and this fella, he had all the time in the world. He'd spray balls left, right and centre. He scored a remarkable goal in a remarkable win against a remarkable goalkeeper. Um, so there only is one for me, Prince Philippe Albert. Absolutely tremendous footballer. Um, I, you know, I just used to love the fact that he would just... I think I'll have, a, I'll have a wander into midfield now. I think I'll have a wander onto the left wing now. He was all over the park. Uh, but actually, when we needed him to do his job, he did his job. Um, and I think he was actually quite underrated in that in, in that Keegan side. I think he was a better player than people actually give him credit for at the time. Always be remembered for, for, for embarrassing Peter Schmeichel uh, at the Leases end, of course. But uh, Philippe Albert had to go in there for me. And this was this was when Keegan had cracked it. You know, we had fantastic ball players. To get a ball playing centre-half in the team, it was just a magical time, Steve. Absolutely magical footballer. Yeah, that goal against Man United is etched in every Newcastle fan's memory from that from that particular period. And, uh, you know, unashamedly, it's played many, many times in, in the Wraith household. But, uh, yeah, it was... For me. You say um, you, you say that uh, you know you love seeing him go forward. I know Steve Howie certainly didn't. Um, you know, and, and Darren Peacock didn't like to see when all of them used to bugger off and leave him at the back <laughs> as the only centre half. But yeah, cultured cultured player. I remember the excitement just uh, seeing him play for Belgium and then hearing that he was coming to Newcastle. And you know, those days of you know watching World Cups and European Championships and thinking he'd probably be at St James's in the preseason. Yeah. Wow. You know, those days are long. I have. Ago. I have. I've got vague recollections of people like Glenn Roder. Um, I remember people like Roy Aitken. Um, you know, but when you're talking about the cream of the crop, Steve, funnily enough, Steve Howie was Steve Howie's on my list here because I had a lot of time for Steve Howie. Um, I, I do think he was a better centre forward like than he was a centre half. But um, I think for me, without a shadow of a doubt, Philippe Albert was just luxury, pure class. Um uh, you know, and it was players like that, and I'm not just talking from a Newcastle perspective, but for me, it was players like that that deserved to win that Premier League title because he was absolutely supreme. Yeah, no, 100%. I mean, Steve, Steve, we should have had at least a testimonial. And, um, you know, that's something which, yeah. uh, you know, was, yeah. was awarded to players who had 10 years service or more. And Steve had over 10. So, uh, absolutely. yeah, absolutely. Good, good memories. Okay, who completes the back four then in your 4 4 2 formation? <laughs> Well, in terms of left back, um, I, I have a soft spot for Olivia Bernard. I've got, um, uh, you know, I have a soft spot for Matt Ritchie. And I know that's controversial in terms of is he a left back? Should he, should he ever have been a left back? But for me, we've only ever had one left back, Steve, I'm afraid. And it has to be John Beresford. Um, this lad came in, Keegan brought this lad in um, from, I think he'd spent some time at Barnsley and then and then went on to Portsmouth from there. And again, didn't really know a massive amount um, about him. But, you know, just to see this lad who actually spent more time, uh, from what I recall, in, in the opposition's half than he did in our own, bombing forward, that relationship he had with David Ginola, the can't have been a left-hand side better than that. Irwin and Giggs probably... Um, but Bez just seemed to come out of nowhere, Steve. He wasn't an international footballer. He wasn't someone who'd been on the radars of, uh, you know, he, he wasn't going to Real Madrid. But here come this lad from Portsmouth, and I just thought he was absolutely superb, and he's a top, top fella as well. Yeah, and I mean, as well with Bez, it was that hilarious situation where, you know, he'd, he'd basically gone for a medical um, at Liverpool and they more or less said he you know, he, he couldn't play and yeah. he comes to Newcastle Kevin Keegan uh, says don't worry about our medical Paul Bracewell uh, Paul Bracewell passed <laughs> hours I mean it's, it's hilarious isn't it when you, think, when you think that that was the way Kevin Keegan did business it is, it, it is, Steve, but, but you know what? I think there's something in that with Kevin, isn't there, that actually there's more to this than whatever's on the crib sheet. You know, this is about the lad, this is about the player, and more importantly, this is about the style of football that I'm about to bring to St. James's. Um, you know, we needed a left-back that was just going to go forward and forward and forward, and that's what this lad did. Um, I mean, I remember watching Newcastle and finding him in some incredible positions, you know, and as a connoisseur of defending, uh, you know, I've always been into kind of me defensive science where's the left back but it was absolutely tremendous and I know we've tried since people like Didier Domi spring to mind for example they weren't in the same league as John Beresford absolutely not 
No, definitely not. Okay, that's your uh, goalkeeper on your back four uh, selected. I told you you'd fly through this. Uh, let's go right midfield, mate. Right midfield, right. Th th this was not even up for debate. Um, uh, Keith Gillespie vaguely crossed my mind, just very, very quickly crossed my mind, if nothing else for that Barcelona performance. Um, but for me, Steve, an absolutely majestic footballer, and arguably one of the best I've ever seen, um, Norberto Solano, all day long. He has to play in any Newcastle Dream team, as far as I'm concerned. Um, I remember when he signed, you know, and the, there was this little Peruvian, uh, couldn't speak a word of English. Um, I, I certainly hadn't heard of him. I know people had, people had said that, you know, apparently he had some skills. And I just remember watching him, Steve. The ball would stick to his right foot like glue. Um, even if he had the opportunity, if you remember, to use his left peg, it was always the outside of his right. The strikers would point to wherever they wanted the ball and nobody would put it. Um, the Geordie Latinos were a fantastic band and, and, a, and a fantastic touch, you know, him, him marauding around with his trumpet. Um, and I, I even think in the second spell, Steve, as much as his first spell was absolutely tremendous, I actually thought he'd done a really good job for us in his second spell as well. Um, I just thought he was a wizard of a footballer. I really, really did. Um, I toyed with people like uh, ASM in, in, in the current squad. But for me, absolutely nowhere near. Nobby was doing this week in, week out. There was free kicks going in the top corner. Uh, you know, but he'd also do a shift as well. And if ever he was needed to come back, play right back, um, you know, he, 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 he could tackle. He had everything for me. Arguably one of our best footballers by a mile. Yeah, I mean, he was he, he was superb. I remember going to his um, his debut, which was in uh, the Newcastle United reserve team at St James's Park. And I think if you had a season ticket, you got in for free. And I think it was something like nice. five and a half thousand of us there. And I remember um, I've, I've worked with Nobby on many occasions, good, become good friends with him. And obviously, he's been on the show a few, uh, quite a few times over the last uh, twelve months. And he was just blown away. You know, that he arrived at such a big club and, yeah. you know, there was such a big turnout to see him play in the reserves. So, uh, yeah, he's, um, you know, they used to say Pavel is a Geordie, but there's no doubt that Nobby is certainly a Geordie Absolutely. as well. Absolutely. Um, OK, let's, let's go into the central midfield. Um, let's go for your first player in there. Well, where do I start with this? Um, I haven't picked David Batty. I haven't picked Kevin Nolan. I haven't picked Paul Gascoigne simply because it was a bit early for me. Um, you know, I was only a Bern Bern when, when Gaza was playing his trade. Um, if you were to ask me who the best player Newcastle United have ever had, with the greatest to respect to Pedro and the greatest to respect to Mr Shearer, um, by a mile, the captain of my side is Robert Lee. Um and I'm, I'm part of the reason that I love Robert Lee, Steve, was that absolutely look at that, look at that there, there he is. Um, that 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 magnificent story coming from Middlesbrough that Keegan had allegedly uh, convinced him that Newcastle was was closer to London than Middlesbrough was. Um, I, I think at the time I, I, we were actually in Spain. We were on a family holiday in Spain, um, and we got the news that this Robert Lee had signed. I think it was two hundred and fifty grand from Charlton Athletic, and you're thinking. That's interesting. And, and we've beat Borough. So there was one in the bank for me for when I got home and, and, and back to school. Um, and honestly, mate, over 300 times, an England international. I've never seen the bloke let me down. Um, scoring goals, that, that hat-trick he scored against Royal Antwerp. Um, the engine that he had. He had this real knack of just appearing in the box out of absolutely nowhere. Um, you know, the goals that he scored... That, that that ball that he pinked to Alan Shearer for that magnificent goal against Aston Villa. I mean, I could just go on and on and on, Steve. Um, and actually, if you remember, when I'm, you know, the shirt that hangs behind me when we do the show on a Friday night, that's actually a Rob Lee uh, match-worn shirt that, that my dad got and, and now I've got. Um, he's a massive, massive favourite in our family. He can't do any wrong for me. He's got the captain's armband. And I just think to have a player like that in our midfield now, Steve, um, uh, you know, look, look at what we're, what we're watching and what we've been watching. Um, I'd build an entire squad around Robert Lee and I'd, I'd buy him over and over again. God knows how much he'd be worth now in today's market. But uh, he's the main man for me, Robert Lee, all day long. 
Yeah, I would agree. Uh, top top class player, uh, Rob Lee, and um, uh, he's he's just one who you know is on again a lot of people's lists. Uh, so uh, no surprise to see him crop up on yours. Big thank you to our main sponsors, uh, Spider VPN for your internet security. Google Spider VPN, and uh, you can find them at the top of your Google search list and uh, protect your passwords, protect your photographs, and everything on your computer. Google Spider VPN. Big thank you as well to skipsandbins.com. Telephone 0800. 2545253 email inquiries at skipsandbins.com website www.skipsandbins.com easy contract free and pay as you go waste collection also thanks to LNG family funeral directors 0191389 and to qtechshop.co.uk makers of pool tables and sticker tables in walls and Newcastle and to Jab Signature for making all of our flyers First time visitor to the channel, subscribe, hit the Newcastle Legends button in the uh, bottom right-hand corner. Hit the thumb up to like the video, uh, which helps us. Click the share to share to your social media. Drop into the comments box uh, to uh, leave a comment about today's video and speak to like-minded Newcastle fans. We're also available as a podcast on iTunes and Spotify and other podcast providers. And uh, well worth checking out uh, all of our back catalogue. There's been some absolutely superb shows uh, over the last 15 months. Uh, we've also got a website, nufcmatters.com, with a vast array of T-shirts, mugs, and other things, which is run by QTech, uh, including our Ryan Taylor over-the-wall T-shirt, which is £15. nufcmatters.com, website is run by QTech. Uh, please give that a visit. Okay, we will get back on uh, now with your team selection, mate. And uh, who is the next central midfielder? Well, other than my obvious um, love affair with Robert Lee um, against Steve, an absolute class act. Um, there isn't really many superlatives left to describe this lad um, uh, as a man, as a captain, as a player. Um, I just think this lad had absolutely everything. He had everything at Leeds United. He had everything at Everton. And we were absolutely blessed with the presence of Gary Speed. Um I, I just absolutely thought he was wonderful, Steve. I think everything about him, the goals, I've never seen anyone generate power with a header like this fella. He had a left foot to die for. He had a right foot to die for. He could absolutely do everything. Uh, and I just think putting him in the middle alongside Robert Lee in their pomps and their primes, it would have been the best, the best central midfield partnership going um, because this lad had absolutely everything. And and it was funny. I was watching. Um, I, I was watching a couple of these when you asked me to do it, and and, and just to get a flavour of it. And and something really poignant that Chris Hall said actually um, about shedding a tear when he heard about the the, the unfortunate um, passing of Gary Speed. Um, and I was exactly the same, mate. I, I genuinely, genuinely rocked by that because um, when it comes to me favourites, I mean, I've been watching Newcastle, you know, since I since I remember football basically. Um, and this lad, this lad would be in the top three players that I'd mention every single time. Um, so, so, so to think that uh, you know that that he's no longer with us um, because I think he had a hell of a lot going for him and a hell of a lot going for him in the game. And I know he was in that Wales job at the time. And I think someone like Gary Speed would have arguably gone all the way to the top. Steve, so fantastic footballer, fantastic fella, and will be massively, massively missed by everybody. So Speedo's in there for me. Yeah, yeah, mate. Uh, okay, on to the left side of the midfield. There we go, then. He's the controversy um, again. <laughs> Most controversial a, position in this team, isn't it? Well, as a child, as a as a child of the entertainers, mate, um, there was obviously only ever going to be one winner for this position until I thought, do you know what? He wasn't with us very long. Um, he left in a bit of a huff. When he was here, I mean, talk about unplayable. Um, you talk about that Man United game. One of my favourite moments was when he skipped past Gary Neville as if he just was on the playground and destroyed him. So naturally, this was going to be David Ginola. Um, but then I thought, really? Um, I had another hero who played with his left foot, uh, who I thought was sublime. I have a thing for left-sided footballers. Um, 
Uh, and I was a huge fan of Scott Sellers. I thought Scott Sellers was a fantastic footballer. I loved his left foot. Um, but for me, I, I watched a YouTube video, Steve, of, of the lad that I've, I've picked. Um, and it was a lad that I don't think I appreciated enough at the time when he was playing for Newcastle. Um, there's a YouTube video of, of all 22 goals that he scored for Newcastle. Um, and they're absolutely unbelievable. And that's Laurent Robert. Um, you know, there he is. <laughs> like, with a body double there for Q-Tech. Um, there's a, uh, honestly, Steve, if, if anyone hasn't seen that video, I suggest you just look up Laurent Robert, Newcastle goals. He was firing them in from all over the place. Uh, the volleys, I remember he scored against Tottenham Hotspur. There was free kicks. Um, the bloke was absolutely class. And I think at the time, and I don't know whether it was Ginola at the time, kind of put me off a little bit. And I thought, here we go, another moody Frenchman out on the left. Is this what we really need? Um, and I don't think I paid him in, in, in enough credit. Um, obviously, looking back now and, and, and looking today, uh, some of the stuff, you know, and hearing how Bobby Robson spoke really, really highly of him. If he's good enough for Bobby, he's good enough for me, Steve. So on goals alone, and I'm, I'm I apologise to everybody that, that that is screaming at the at the screen at the minute that it has to be David Ginola. It's Lauren Robert for me. Yeah, I, I understand, and I mean that, that photograph. I picked this for a reason. It, it just sums him up. Um, a bit yeah. eccentric, um, yeah. whereas some players tend to chuck their shirt into the uh, crowd. He decided to chuck everything, including his shin pads and his boots um, <laughs> and his shorts. Uh, he kept the duds, but uh, but yeah, ultimately, uh, you know, an eccentric one off. And as you say, some of the goals that he scored, I mean, the double against Spurs, I think, stands out in everybody's mind. But he was he was a hell of a footballer, and um, one, one, it's one always a choice. Between, it's always a choice between him, Ginola, and Ben Arthur, I guess, for people depending on how old you are. Mm. You know, and what what your what your opinion is, but yeah. um, Lauren Robert seems so, to be sneaking ahead of Ginola. It seems. I thought about Benny, um, but again, well, complete enigma. Um, I, I get a little bit of criticism about my uh, my current opinion of, of Sam Maximin, and I'm desperate for him to prove me wrong week after week. The only player that I wish I'd have put in this team, Steve, and I got really, really excited when Newcastle bought him, but I never thought we saw the best of him, and he always flattered to deceive. I would have loved to have picked Damien Duff because I thought at the time, that was a masterstroke signing, um, you know, left peg, tricky winger, pace, getting the balls into the box. I always felt that it never quite happened at Newcastle for Duff. Um, you know, so we have had some decent players down the left, but I just think you stick John Beresford and Laurent Robert down that left-hand side, uh, you know, we're on to a winner. Yeah, I think you're right. I think you're right. It's a great, great uh, partnership, mate. Great partnership. Okay, then. Um <laughs> Another controversial uh, parent uh, is up front. This one gives people sleepless nights, beads of sweat dripping down over your glasses with this one, Joe. I can see it now. Um, I can't. Um, th this took me, this has took me the best part of what, three hours, Steve. And I was going to, I was going to drop a bombshell. I was going to absolutely drop a bombshell um, because there's a lad on my list of reserves. I, I've actually named him on the substitutes bench. That at the time when I was watching him, um, Kevin Keegan signed him from Bristol City. And um, I've never seen a footballer like it, Steve. And that's Andy Cole. And I will call him Andy Cole. He didn't be he became Andrew when he signed for Manchester and got all pompous. But um, Andy Cole for me, Steve. I, I mean, the, the season when he scored 43 goals when we came up. Um, yeah. I've never seen anything like it, mate. I, honestly. And I'm just going to say it out loud now, and and you know I'll, I'll let the flack come. He nearly got in my team ahead of Alan Shearer, um, really? and that is and that is saying something, Steve. Pu simply because there he is. Um, simply because those two seasons, I think there was two seasons in particular, Steve, that he was playing, and I just thought there cannot be anybody better in this country than this lad. Obviously, at the time, we had Shearer and Sheringham and Fowler and, you know, we had immense centre-forwards. But I always, always thought that whenever the ball was anywhere near this lad in the box, he was going to score. Um, I remember the, the first half hat-trick against Liverpool. Um, just memory after memory, Steve. And, and I was absolutely traumatised when Keegan 
um, sold him. Um, obviously, Kevin knew better than me and, and, and the rest of us that were in a mood that day. Um, and, and we went on to bigger and better things up front, I guess. Um, but I had to just mention him, Steve, because I, I, I honestly think naturally we talk about Alan. Naturally, people say, what about Les Ferdinand? Yeah, what about Les Ferdinand? Fantastic player. Um but for me, Andy Cole, and how he hasn't got in this team of mine, I don't know. Um, but I have to pick Alan Shearer. Um, he was the best we've had, the best we'll ever have. Um, I also, I'm trying to remove all bias when he says this, when I say this, he's the best player that I've ever seen, Steve. I think he's the best player that England have had since, um, or certainly the best striker that England have ever had, um, certainly in my lifetime. I just do not think we'll get another one, mate. I mean, uh, you know, all of the stuff about him coming home. I remember how excited I was the day he signed. Obviously, being uh, you know living in Middlesbrough, we did, we didn't get up for the actual unveiling, but I remember the big bottles of brown ale outside the Milburn stand, and and you know, it was just absolutely wonderful. And 1996, I'm a child of the 90s, you know, and 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 people kind of say, um, uh, you know, when, when we reminisce, 1996 for me, I just left school. I did all right in my GCSEs. Our mum and our dad were quite pleased. Um, and I, uh, so we'd left school. I remember it was absolutely boiling. And then it was Euro 96. And I remember watching this fella up front and he just scored a million goals for Blackburn thinking, wow, can you imagine? Can you imagine that lad in a black and white stripe? And then, bugger me, you get the news. Newcastle have signed Alan Shearer ahead of Manchester United. And honestly, Steve, that was when it just went nuclear for me um, to be able to pull it off and, and the measure of Kevin um, and people like John Hall, Freddie Shepard to pull that off um, was absolutely unbelievable, mate. So every goal of memory, um, you know, even the tap-ins I thought were wonderful. Um, so, you know, we can't have a Newcastle United dream team without Alan Shearer in, I'm afraid. Yeah, it's uh, it's no surprise, mate, that uh, Alan Shearer is in there. And I agree with your sentiments about Andy Cole. I always feel a little bit, though, you know, in the respect of, of Andy Cole, that he tarnished a little bit when he went to Man United. And mm. he, of course, did that much publicised, yeah. dancing yeah. round and singing cheer up Kevin Keegan on the pitch. And, yeah. uh, you know, he was a bit temperamental, but you've got to remember, he did break Huey Gallagher's record. And, I mean, it was a great day. He did, Stephen. I think for me, going back to Andy Cole, you know, it wasn't just about the Premier League years for Newcastle. I remember watching this lad in what is now the Championship. You know, he, he absolutely destroyed that league when he signed for Newcastle. There was him and, and someone who didn't get in my centre midfield, actually, someone who, I, who, who I'm a massive fan of. But him and Lee Clark, on occasion, they, they had this telepathic bloody relationship going on. Clark, he had just played the ball into him and Cole was on it and it, and it was a goal. Um so yeah, I, I think a lot of people focus on 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 what Cole did in 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 uh, you know in in the Premier League for us, but Andy Cole was a little bit more than that. So yeah, he didn't get in. He's on the bench. He's on the bench. But yeah, no one's going to take Al's shirt off him apart from Robert Lee's got the armband. Don't forget that. Yeah. Okay. Who's partnering Big Al up front then with uh, with? Uh... Well, I've seen Mirandina, I've seen Mickey Quinn, I've seen Mark McGee, I've seen the wonderful, wonderful Gavin Peacock. Um, David Kelly um, stood on my shoes outside the Milburn stand, um, my new shoes, and, and, and our mum thought that I'd, I'd knacked my new shoes. And I remember she clipped me and said, what have you done to your new shoes? That was Ned Kelly that done that to me. Um you know, Les Ferdinand, I've mentioned, Steve, I could go on and on. Uh, there was a, there was a time when Papa Cissé was absolutely unplayable. Um, Demba Barr did a wonderful job for us. Salomon Rondon looked like he was going to come in and score goal after goal. I've got to mention the Mackham Slayer um, in terms of cult hero worship. You know, Shola, uh, you know, I wasn't ever anybody's cup of tea or, or certainly wasn't everybody's cup of tea. But again, I, I, I love the guy. Andy Carroll, I remember that season of the championship when we first went down. He was like an absolute animal. Nobody knew what to do with him. Um, but for me, the only player um, that could possibly get another get a game in, in that forward line is Pedro, mate, is, is Peter Beardsley. Um, I, I, 
again, like I said about Rob Lee, like I said about Gary Speed, what can you say about him, Steve? The, the man's a magician. Um, and if anybody, if any young footballer out there today wants, wants to kind of learn how to do it, particularly going forward or playing in that hall, yes, we look at Lionel Messi and players like that. This was our Lionel Messi. Peter Beardsley was the man. Um, again, I won't talk too much about when he was when he was first with us because I was a little bit too little for that. I, I rely on my dad telling me all about him and, and Chrissy Waddle and Gazza and people like that. But to have the pleasure of him coming back um, and playing in that side with 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 Kevin Keegan, I mean. Andy Cole wouldn't have scored half the quarter of what he did without without Pedro um, Steve, but but he wasn't just a provider; he was a goal scorer as well. Um, I remember some of the goals he turned defenders inside out. They didn't know whether they were at the park or the pitches with him. So I think they put him on the ball with Nobby Solano, um, uh, you know, and 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 Al on the end of it. I can't see my side getting beat. To be honest, no matter what my father thinks. Yeah, Peter Beardsley is in in most dream teams as well. It just depends where you you know where you want to play him, and depends who you put up front. But it's no surprise. I mean, he he, he was a great servant of the club, not once but twice. Obviously, uh, behind the scenes as well. Uh, you know, work yeah. at the club, and um, you know, a, a viewer of the show as well. So he'd be de delighted, I guess, to see him uh, in there alongside Big Al and uh, no the ammunition. So it's a great, it's a great eleven. Uh, we do give you the uh, chance, though, to uh, at least allow some of your players a place in this wonderful dream team with uh, a place on the bench. So uh, who have you got as your first substitute? Well, as I said earlier, when I picked Shea Given, um, I was actually thinking about Steve Harper just, just because it's Steve Harper. Um, you know, the, the, the service that the, the, the fella showed there was. And I remember that. Do you remember the goal celebration when he did that kind of wrestling elbow drop? I love that. He's a hero for that alone. But um, there can only be one substitute for me, um, Steve, and I've given him this purely on cult status, but that's that's war, Pav. Um, Pavel Cernicek for me um, was was absolutely class. Um, he came over, look at that, look at that shirt there. Looks like some of Patterson would wear for a night out. Um, <laughs> it, it, it's absolutely, uh, you know, Pavel was a Geordie. Pavel is a Geordie. Um, we'll never forget Pavel Cernicek, Steve. And I just couldn't. This is my heart talking now. Um, was he the most talented goalkeeper in world football? Probably not. Um, did he love Newcastle and did we love him? Absolutely. And for that and that alone, there's a, there's a place on the bench there for him. No problem. And what I always liked about Pavel was, um, was you know, he, he started off, you know, badly, but then he progressed and, you know, he gave he us some wonderful, wonderful memories. And, uh, yeah, I always remember his first games where he was wearing these long tracksuit bottoms and uh, socks tucked in and, uh, you know, he Aye. just didn't look like the goalkeeper. And he was a typical continental goalkeeper at the time. He came running off his line and, you know, Yeah, he'd never catch a thing. He'd never catch a thing. People were nervous when he was coming for the ball, but uh, when Keegan came in and, and and changed that team around, Pavel was one of those who who really benefited from you know Keegan yeah. coming in and the organisation and um, yeah, top top guy. Top we, goal, we, top we, goal. we tinkered a lot, Steve. I remember us tinkering a lot with the goalkeepers. I mean, from from me growing up, you know, John Burridge, as I said, I mentioned Tommy Wright earlier. We seem to have goalkeepers. Uh, we signed Dave Besant in in that ill-fated season, if you remember, where when I thought, you know what. You know that that would be a good signing from from Wimbledon FA Cup winner. Um, he was atrocious. We had people like Mike Hooper. He was absolute garbage. John Carelza. We went through goalkeeper after goalkeeper, and I think one of the things about Pav, as uncertain as he was, there was a reliability in that. Where you know we just seemed to be signing a goalkeeper every three weeks at one stage to try and get it right, but. You know, Pavel must have had some up because Pavel got to stay around. So, and he's one of the big proud signatures on me on me Robert Lee shirt right at the top. So, Pavel sits in the bedroom, no bother. No surprise there, mate. Great to see him in, and uh, yeah, always uh, never far from my thoughts. Okay, who's yeah. your next sub? So, um, this is my defensive sub. I thought I'd better put another centre half in there. Um, and again, Steve, I haven't picked a centre-half in relation to particularly his um, prowess on the pitch. Or, 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 you know, he certainly was, he was no Jonathan Woodgate in terms of the skill he had. But I think one of the most important signings, if not arguably the most important signing in, in our whole resurgence throughout the 1990s, was Brian Kilcline. 
Um, I seem to remember him. Look at him there, lad. I just mean there. Um, you know, he just wouldn't cross him. He, he, absolutely, absolutely. He headed everything. He was just there. He, he, his head was on the end of everything. Again, he'd run through a big brick wall for us. And I seem to remember, Steve, that you know, uh, there was a bit of controversy around this signing because I'm led to believe that this was a signing that Kevin had asked for um, when Newcastle were languishing and looked like dropping down into the the, the next tier of English football. Um, and I think there was a bit of argy-bargy and a bit of to and fro. And finally, we got Kill Klein. And I think there was a massive power shift in this signing. Uh, not only the fact that we needed a reliable been there, done it, central defender. But I think Kevin won a battle that day as well with his sign. And, and I think from then, Newcastle just went from strength to strength to strength. And like you say, you know, if he was stood on the on the six-yard line, I think I'd be on the 18-yard line because I'd go nowhere near him. No, me neither. Uh, OK, next sub, mate. Right, this is the central midfielder then. Um, and this, again, was a no-brainer. It was going to be David Batty. Um, and then... Just at the very, very last minute, just as I was about to submit my side, um, this lad, this this lad came into mind um, again. Not overly fashionable. There was a couple of eyebrows raised when we signed him, but um, for me, Kevin Nolan deserves a, a, a spot. Not only for his hat trick against the Mackhams, of course, which you know should get him in any. There it is. Uh, should get him in any side. Um, but actually, Steve, I think him. Joey Barton, there was uh, Jonas Gutierrez, Fabrizio Colaccini. I think people like that um, in that side that Chris Hewton had um, actually took the, you know, I, I think we got murdered 5 0 or something uh, against Leighton Orient in, in the pre season friendly. And I think these lads actually stepped up to the plate. And it wouldn't have surprised me in many respects if Kevin Nolan was actually managing that side at one point. Um, he put a shift in. He loved the six-yard box. Obviously, that hat-trick against Sunderland, as I've said. So, I don't know. Again, maybe I'm just being a little bit um, nostalgic or what. But, uh, you know, yes, Batty was an England international. Yes, Batty was an entertainer, if that's the right phrase. But uh, Kevin Nolan danced like a chicken. So, that's good enough for me. Yeah, I agree, mate. Uh, Kevin Nolan, yeah, good, good late shout, I think, on that one. And it, it is difficult. It's so difficult to pick a dream team when you, as you get older, I think, as well, you've seen, you know, more players. But um, mm. I, I understand where you're coming from with Nolan. And uh, yeah, another, you know, another one who would, would lead, you know, on and off the pitch. He was certainly, a, mm. you know, a big, a big influence in the dressing room, along with Joey Barton and Alan Smith and, and Steve Harper, part yeah. of that infamous players yeah. committee. But um, yeah, a really, really good selection there. But uh, that, that hat-trick against the Mackhams gets him in. OK, uh, two more to go. Who else is on the bench? So I've mentioned Andrew Cole. Um, sorry, Andy Cole. I won't. Uh, I won't labour too much more about um, uh, uh, about that, uh, Steve. And I, I, again, I mean, I was. I'm an immense fan of Les Ferdinand. Don't get me wrong. Les was sold far too early. Shearer or no Shearer, um, you know, I, I think he could have gone on, and them two could have been absolutely lethal. Um, but how could I not? How can I not put Andy Cole on the bench for Newcastle United? Um, if he never done another thing other than scored 43 goals in a season, Steve, he, he, he's got to have a place on that bench. So, yeah, I've, I've, I've picked a dream team without Les Ferdinand and without, um, without David Ginola in it. So um, I'll, I'll, I'll wait for the flack for that. But, yeah, Andy Cole. Yeah, OK. Andy Cole's in. So you've got one more position uh, on the bench. Who's sitting alongside uh, Andy? Well, um, a mate of yours, um, someone I would just, he's always been on me. You know, people pick these ideal dinner guests. You pick four people to kind of have your tea with. And I think, yeah, John Lennon would be in there and Churchill and all these people. And then Faustino Aspria, just because. Um, I remember when we signed him, um, this Colombian, and I remember Colombia had a fantastic side at that uh, uh, at that time, you know, Carlos Valderrama, players like that, and and Faustino Aspria, Stephen, and and I remember him touching down in Newcastle, and it was snowing, and he had that great big coat on, um, and I remember thinking to myself, what must this lad be thinking? And and funnily enough, I remember his debut was actually at the Riverside in Middlesbrough, 
Um, we won 2 1 that night. Um, and Tino come on, and apparently he'd had a, a, a glass of wine or a bottle of wine or something on the on, on the on the plane on the way over that day, and all the rest of it. And I remember him; um, he done a little bit of skill on the touchline against um, a, a Middlesbrough fullback. I think I think it was Chris Morris. His name was, and Tino just dragged the ball back and nutmegged him. Um, a little bit of skill, and I just thought, wow, he's arrived. Um, I remember the goal again, uh, the the goal at Anfield in in that infamous game. Um, I, I'm loathed, and I will argue all day long that Faustino Aspria did not cost us the, the 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 title that year. I know a lot of people beg the difference, think if we'd have kept Gillespie in and left the team as it was, you know, maybe. But you know, Keegan Bay and Aspria, it was just it was it was magic. And of course, anybody like like Kevin Nolan, um, uh, you know, he scored a hat trick against against Sunderland. Tino Aspria scored a hat-trick against the best team in Europe at that time. Um, he put his shirt on the flag and he waved it above his head. Uh, one of the greatest moments St. James's Park's ever seen, Steve. So sublime skill, sublime character. If you can get me on a night out with him, please sort it out for me because I'd, I'd just love it. Um, what a guy and what a player. So, yeah, Tino Aspria on the bench. Top class, great team. Um, I've got to say, you've got a, you've got a bit of everything in there, mate. And um, you know, it's uh, certainly one which has got a little bit of attack and flair in it, as well as a, a steel rear guard and a, a great goalkeeper. And uh, again, when you look at that, you think, wow, probably could, uh, probably certainly could do uh, do with, with something like that these days because we're, we're a long way off from that. But uh, given in goal, of course, Venison, uh, Colachini, Albert, Beresford. Nobby Solano, Gary Speed, Rob Lee, Lauren Robert, Peter Beardsley, and Alan Shearer. I mean, it's a, a great 4 4 2. And then and, and I have Caliber on the bench of the likes of Pav Killer, uh, Nolan Cole, and Tino. Um, great, great teammate. Great to hear your memory. So, who is going to have the opportunity to manage this team? Well, looking at it, naturally, um, it was based on 4-4-2, so therefore, by definition, based on on on, on Mr. Keegan. Um, but I haven't picked Kevin Keegan, um, Steve. I think if we had Kevin Keegan managing that, we'd probably get beat more than we won. Um, I then thought of, and I am a huge, huge fan of, of Rafa Benitez. I make absolutely no bones about that. And I think in terms of top-class manager with credentials... One might argue that Benitez on paper was the best manager we've ever had. Um, you know, obviously given a shoestring to work with and, and we all know, unfortunately, how that ended. So, but I know Rafa comes under a lot of criticism for the defensive style of his play and maybe we weren't, you know, magnificent to watch. So if Kevin was too attacking and, um, and Rafa was too defensive, there's only one man I can pick and that's Sir Bobby Robson. Um, and I'm just I'm, I'm picking. There he is. Who's that fella next to him? I, look, I had to pick this photograph because clearly he's going. Christ, if this is the future of football, <laughs> uh, what can I say, Steve? Um, he's a knight of the realm. Um, he managed England. He managed Barcelona, PSV Eindhoven, Porto, Sporting. He managed the greatest sides. Um, Italia 90, arguably one of the best England setups we've ever, ever had. Um, you know, and I think he managed Newcastle United and loved every single minute of it. And I'll never get that 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 vision out of my head when he, I think it was on Sky Sports at the time, just after um, Freddie Shepard shot Bambi. Um, and, and he came out of his, of his office carrying his box. Um, and I just thought, I can't believe we've just sacked Bobby Robson. Um Obviously, it's well documented that there was reasons for doing so. And, and But I think for me, Steve, that was the beginning of the demise of the football club. I think we limped on after Bobby left. I think we tried. We had a reasonable season under un, under um, Alan Pardew. Uh, yes, it was great to win the championship um, under, under Chris Hewton and, 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 and Rafa Benitez. Um, it's wonderful seeing Bruce Ball, um, but they couldn't lace this fella's boots, Steve. Um, he had everything. What a gentleman. I would have loved to have met him and just listened to the stories, um, to hear people like Kieran Dyer say that we were absolutely off the rails, but this was like a father to us who kept us right and kept us sound. He resurrected Alan Shearer's career. Don't forget, Shearer would have been long gone, I think, if, if Bobby hadn't come in. I remember the 8-0 game for, for the first game when he when he came. 
um, the whole place just just turned overnight. Um, the documentary of him to hear him and and Lady Elsie talk just talk so passionately about the area. You know, never to be forgotten. I remember the scenes after he passed away at St James's Park with the scarves and the flowers, and the, you know, he's got a statue. I can't see anybody beating him, and that's including Kevin Keegan, who gave me the best footballing days of my life. So yeah, Bobby Robson. Yeah, fantastic, mate. Great, uh, great one to eleven. Great bench, mate, and uh, a top class manager to to finish off. And it is difficult picking it, isn't it, uh, Joe? It's really hard, Stephen. And, and do you know what? And I, I, you know, we're not here to labour the point on uh, on what's currently going on. Um, I made a, a, a two second reference to ASM earlier on, um, and I, I was looking back. You know, maybe Johan Kabai was a top player. Um, Sizoko played well. CC, but already I'm starting to remind, re rewind the clock five, ten years. Um, Thinking about these type of lads that we had, um, you know, Philippe Albert, Robert Lee, Peter Beardsley, um, you know, and Alberto Solano, to think that players like that played on that pitch that's currently behind you now, Steve, and we've had the pleasure of seeing that, um, is absolutely unbelievable, mate. And the football club couldn't be any further away. Um, and it's funny that you say, you know, imagine having that team now. I'd actually have any one of those 11 now because I think any one of those 11 in the current setup would enhance what we've got on the, on, on the park at the moment. Um, the list of players, I, I could have, I could have give you four teams, Steve. Um, you know, it was funny. I actually went into football manager mode because I was thinking, right, not only am I going to pick my favourite players and the players who mean something to me, I'm actually going to pick a team that will win a football match. Um, and as I say, if these lot are on the day, um, you know, I, I can't see them losing too many. So, yeah, wonderful players, Steve. Wonderful memories. Um, I'll, I'll wholeheartedly apologise to everybody that I've left out because, um, you know, there's, we, we've had some absolute class. But unfortunately, there's no one in our current setup that would get anywhere near no, you're, you're right there, mate. And uh, great stuff, mate. Good to have you uh, You join the ranks of the NUFC Dream Team. I know you had a lot of fun doing it. Uh, Joe Walker, Tipster, thanks very much, mate. Good night. Thank you, Steve. Good night. Talking to myself again